It's time for CBJ in 30, presented by Telhio Credit Union. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, YouTube, and TuneIn. The easiest thing to do is tell Alexa or Siri to play CBJ in 30. Here's your host, Bob McGilligan. Well, if you've tuned into this to hear me say some great things about the game last night between the Blue Jackets and the Florida Panthers, if you've tuned in for me to explain how the Blue Jackets let a 4-1 to lead get away in the third period, well, you may be sorely disappointed today because that one is a hard one to explain away. Let me just put it to you this way. As many good things as the Blue Jackets did in that game, and they did do a lot, Oliver Bjorkstrand had two goals. Max Domi had a goal and an assist. Patrick Laine had a goal and an assist. A lot of good things. Got out of their own zone well, John Tortorella said after the game. But even with all of those good things, the phrase used to be, find a way to win. Unfortunately, last night, the Blue Jackets found a way to lose that game against the Florida Panthers. Now, one of your questions might be, why didn't Patrick Line play the final seven minutes of regulation? Well, there was a puck he didn't get out of the zone, turned into a bad thing. So he was put on the bench. Now, you can agree or disagree with that, you know, whatever you want. I mean, that's John Tortorella. That's that's what he does. That's he's he's trying to drive home lessons. Um but I was shocked that he didn't play in the overtime, that he didn't come out at all in the overtime, that he didn't start in the overtime. I mean, we saw him score on the power play, saw the shot that we've been, I've been begging for it. Jody Shelley's been begging for it. He finally took the shot. He got a goal. All was good. And, and then he didn't even play in the overtime. So look, I'm not the coach and I don't, you know, I, I don't question towards that often, but in that case, I think I would have put him out there in the overtime. You know, that's me. That's me because I would have wanted to win. And look, I know there are other lessons that have to be taught and all that stuff. I, I get it. I understand. And and that is what's going on right now. A lot of teaching. That's where John Tortorella feels that he is with this group. He's got to teach. He has said that. He said it more than once. Got a lot of teaching to do here. So that was a bit of te- uh, teaching is what it was like it. Don't like it. It was a bit of teaching, but the blue jackets had one in their grasp and they let it get away. And it really hurt because they need every point they can get right now. And they had to settle for one instead of getting two. So all you can do is look ahead. Dallas is here tomorrow and Sunday, five o'clock in the afternoon games. I really don't know what else to tell you. I, it's just, it, you know, it's still almost kind of mind-boggling that it got away. But you could see it coming. You could see it coming. When they made it 4-2, to two, you're like, uh. Then it was 4-3. Uh. Then give them a power play. Uh. That's how it went. That was pretty much it in a nutshell last night with the Florida Panthers at Nationwide Arena. 
This, by the way, is CBJ and 30. It's presented by Telhio Credit Union. You know, Telhio Credit Union, they started putting people above profits all the way back in 1934. And now it's just part of their DNA. It's what they do. They take care of you. As one of the members of their credit union, they are looking out for you day and night. So if you would like to know what they offer, what they have, their services, the perks that go along with those services, why you should join a credit union, all of the answers to those questions are on their website at tellhio.org. So just get online, surf around, click on the tabs, and the answers are there for you. If you can't find an answer during business hours, there's a live chat option on the right-hand side of the screen. Go ahead and click on it, and somebody will pop up on your screen and help you find what it is that you're looking for. And when it's all said and done, you'll have the answer to the only question that there is. And that question is, why use a regular bank when you can be with a credit union that puts you above everything else? Telhio Credit Union. Again, on the web, find them at telhio.org. So disappointing, disappointing, disappointing for the Blue Jackets last night. And I said earlier, they've just got to regroup for tomorrow. Well, tomorrow is one of two special days at Nationwide Arena, actually at the Ohio Health Ice House that's connected to Nationwide Arena because the Ohio State High School Hockey Championship is going to be decided in the Ice House. Now, every year except last year, the final four in the state gather. Every other year it's been a Nationwide Arena out on the main ice. That will not be the case. Obviously, they will be in the Ice House. Although that's not going to be a bad venue, I'm telling you, because for the amount of people they're going to uh, let in there, uh, I think it's going to be raucous. I think it's going to be fun for the players that are involved in the Final Four. I think it'll be okay. It's not going to be the pomp and circumstance of being on the NHL rink. I understand it, but it is the NHL practice rink, and it is attached to the NHL building. So uh, unfortunately, during a pandemic, you kind of take what you can get, and this is way better than the alternative like last year. What happened last year is they canceled the whole doggone thing. So you've got uh, four teams that are here. You've got Toledo St. Francis to sales. You've got uh, Walsh Jesuit that's here. You have St. Ed's that's back in the final four once again out of Cleveland. And you've got Upper Arlington right here in Columbus. And I have somebody coming in right now that is with the Golden Bears of Upper Arlington but, oh, you remember him oh so well for his feisty play on the ice when he was starting his career with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Derek Dorsett then went on to play with the New York Rangers and eventually the Vancouver Canucks before his NHL career came to an end. But uh, we're going to cover it all. We're going to cover high school. We're going to cover his career. And it all starts right now. Derek Dorsett, assistant coach for Upper Arlington, the Golden Bears hockey team. I, I never thought I would say Derek Dorsett and a coach in the in the same sentence in my life. And that goes all the way back from when you first came into the organization and we were together in Syracuse. But you're doing it. It seems like you like it. What's it like to be a high school assistant coach? Yeah, you know, I've I've loved it. It's been uh, it's been a great experience. Um, you know, get back into the game, help out some kids that. Uh, want to have fun and go out and play a, a game they love and a game that they uh, they love to compete in. So it's been it's been rewarding for me and, you know, getting getting my uh, emotions back in and getting that fire lit back in my belly over hockey. So it's uh, it's been a lot of fun for me, that's for sure. 
How did it happen, Doris? How did you wind up on that bench? Uh, you know, uh, Brett Howden, the, the head coach last year, reached out to uh, a mutual friend of ours, Rocky Robbins, and asked if he could get my number. And I uh, said, yeah, no problem. So Rocky shared my number to uh, to Brett, and Brett called me. And at the time, I uh, wasn't sure what I would, you know, was going to end up doing. And I knew I wanted to get back into hockey in some way or form, and I didn't know, you know, what it was going to be. And the pandemic was kind of already happening when that all you know unfolded so um I said I'd help out as much as I can and and be around as much as I can and I thought it was going to be you know practice here and there but I got involved and uh fell in love with it and haven't missed many uh many events that's for sure now this team is going to the state final four but I've talked to you a couple of times and you've told me that at the beginning of the year you weren't so sure they were going to wind up in this position how far has this team come and how have they been able to overcome and get here? Yeah, for sure. You know, I think, you know, from the start of the year till now, they've made huge strides and, uh, you know, they, they had a really good team last year. A lot of guys that left and, you know, start of the year, it seemed like a lot of times, you know, the, the guys were waiting for someone to take over the game and they were, you know, uh, waiting for, you know, Will Lawless to take the puck end to end and score or Will Cohen, you know, and, and these other guys that ended up leaving the program uh, due to, you know, senior Will Cohen, he went off to play in Colorado. And, and so sometimes it seemed like some of the younger guys were waiting for something to happen. And, you know, eventually we had a few guys step up and take over some games that uh, meant a lot. That's for sure. Max Robbins is one of those guys for you. Uh, he's been consistent all year long. He's got lots of goals, and he scored key goals for you here uh, in the CBJ Cup a couple of weeks ago and in, in this run in the playoffs so far, hasn't he? Yeah, you know, he's been huge. He, he's one of the guys that stepped up when, you know, when we needed it. And, you know, I think it was a filling out process for a lot of these kids. They needed that confidence. They needed that reinsurance that, you know, they were going to, you know, that they could be the guy that could, uh, you know, take over games and, you know, uh, we started Sam Cannon off at, in at center ice, and he was a D man the year before. And uh, we we've seen early earlier that the more minutes he got, the the better our team was. So we we slid him back to the point, and it kind of solidified our defense and making us a team that could uh, defend a little better than uh, you know we weren't a high scoring team. We knew that, but if we could defend, we could keep games low scoring. And and Sam Cannon, you know, helped us in that defensive end. Wow, you sound like John Tortorella, a guy that you played for with the New York Rangers. So you you know all about that system, don't you? Yeah, I do. You know, if you, if you can defend well, your your offense will come. And you know, the guys uh, we're not we're not a team that's going to be high scoring, but we'll uh, we'll grind and we'll uh, we'll make sure the pucks stay out of our net. Sam Burns is a guy that was supposed to play out in Colorado for former Blue Jacket David Clarkson, and he got injured, and he was sitting for months rehabbing his injury. He was on your roster. You activated him a couple of weeks ago. And to be able to put a player that has the offensive capability that he does into your lineup when you're in the state tournament, how big of a boost has that been for your team? Yeah, obviously it's been a huge boost. You know, he's, he's I would say he's probably one of the better players in the state, uh, you know, that I've seen. I think, you know, it was uh, unfortunate that he came down with an ankle injury as, you know, he wants to be a hockey player. And, you know, he, he got out there, he played five games and, and had a, uh, a major ankle issue and he had surgery and it was a three to four month uh, recovery process. I think it was one of the same uh, ankle 
issue that Seth Jones had um, a couple of, couple of years ago. And, you know, so he rehabbed it hard and we, we put him on our roster back in December. And um, fortunately for us, he, he rehabbed well and, and he was able to, to join our team. Now, it's Robbins on one side, Burns on the other side. But I'm going to bet that your favorite guy on that line is Carson Greesock, who just is a guy that goes to the top of the crease, gets in the goalie's face. He, he's dirty. I don't mean he's playing illegally or anything, but he, he's just a pain in the neck which by the way, reminds me of you, no offense. Yeah, you know, Carson's, he's a great kid. He's quiet, you know, he just goes about his business. You know, he leads by example. He's not a guy that's gonna, you know, roar, 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 but he, he just works hard, you know. Uh, his nickname was Crash before, and then I started calling him Dozer because he, you know, he can plow through a lot of a lot of guys and get to that net. And he's, he scored some big goals for us in front of that net. You know, he got one disallowed there against Liberty. That was a goalie interference, you know, but, you know, he, he's a guy that's going to get to the net, dirty areas and, and he never complains. He, uh, he just works hard. He does what he's at, what he's told. And, and uh, he's always willing uh, to, to go in and in on the four check, get the pucks for, you know, Burns and Robbins and he creates some space for them. So he's, uh, he's definitely uh, one of my favorite players, the, just the way he goes about his business. That's for sure. You guys are going to play St. Ed's this weekend in the uh, the first semifinal and uh, actually the second semifinal game, but you got to win that one to get to the final. You played them earlier in the year uh, in a tournament, split with them. Uh, when you look at their team, look at your team, what do you have to execute if you want to have a chance to win this one? We have to make sure we're disciplined. We have to stay out of the penalty box. You know, I think we have to, you know, set the pace early. We have to get pucks deep and, and make sure that we're playing physical and, you know, within the within the whistles, you know, none of the stuff in between whistles, and and just make sure that we wear them down, and 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 we you know play solid defensively, keep everything to the outside. We've got a good goaltender, so we'll give them shots from the outside, and and uh, Garrett will make those saves that he needs to make, and and hopefully we can uh, create some offense by playing good defense and 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 come out on top. I think the game that you beat them, uh, Garrett Alderman, your goaltender, he had like. 44 or 45 shots put on him in that game. So uh, that, that tells you how solid you are in between the pipes, right? I mean, your team has confidence in him. Yeah, for sure. You know, he's, he's probably one of, if not the best goalie in, in the high school uh, hockey. Um, you know, I think that, I think that, that game back in Cleveland was kind of a turning point in our season where, where we started to believe that we can, we can, be that team that wins and keeps low, you know, keeps the little games low scoring and, and take advantage of our scoring opportunities. And we can beat a lot of the good teams. And, and I think uh, it's going to be a good matchup. You know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun game and the kids are really excited. And that's, you know, that's why you play it's do or die. And it's, uh, you know, there's not much more you can say about it, but just be ready for that puck drop and start fast and, and go keep going forward from there. What have you found out about high school hockey in central Ohio? Of course, there's the AAA program here and the high school, it's a different beast, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's obviously, you know, you got, you got kids that, you know, like you name, you mentioned Carson Greesock, Sam Cannon, they're, they're both, you know, football players and we've got some lacrosse players that are, you know, good in that. So that you, you got these kids that are playing multiple sports. They aren't, you know, necessarily just set on hey I'm going to play hockey you go the triple a route you know most likely those kids want to play you know 
hockey no matter what and so it's it's just a it's a it's a different beast but you know it's uh it's been a lot of fun coaching the kids and 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 seeing the difference of you know the way the triple a programs run and the high school programs run there's there's a lot of good hockey players in the in this high school league um so the you know whether they they want to go on to you know post-secondary schooling or or they want to try and go play in you know the, the the Mavericks league, the USPHL or whatever it is, you know? So I think there's some kids that could uh, come out of this high school league and, and play, you know, semi-pro or, uh, you know, NCAA for sure. Yeah. And that, I, I think that would be nice. I think that's kind of what's, what's lacking here in a way is, uh, you know, the, the AAA program generates, but I mean, if you can get some of these good high school teams and, and get a guy or two, even in a D3 school, I think that would really, raise the profile. And I think it's heading that direction because so many more kids are competing in hockey here. Do you agree? Yeah, for sure. No, obviously I think the biggest thing is, is getting these kids, you know, when, when they're, they're young and, and developing them, you know, I've, I've had many conversations, you know, about development of, of some of these young kids, you know, sometimes I think they go play in these summer leagues and, and whatnot, and I think they're developing, but I've, I've always said, you know, you should, you know, go, you know, skate with Lee Harris or, you know, go get a couple hours with Jared Bowl um, up at the battery or, or somewhere and, and develop the skills that you can carry over into your, you know, your season. And, and I think, you know, the development is, is just a huge thing. I think if you can get these kids as, you know, uh, sophomores and juniors or you know uh, freshmen you know you, you have a better chance to to develop them to be you know NCAA caliber and and I think you, you, there is definitely kids that I, I see that young kids freshmen and, and juniors that, that that could be players you know I think I think Max Robbins could be a, a kid that could go play some you know junior hockey I think Garrett Alderman's a kid that could play junior hockey you know, Sam Burns is a kid that could play hockey, but he's a really good lacrosse player. Uh, you know, Sam Cannon's a good football player. And so I think, you know, there is kids that, that, that can go on to play, uh, you know, junior hockey, which is, which is great. And that, and they got to want to do it though, too, and, and put the time in and, you know, the, the kids, they work hard when they're on the, on the ice at practice and we practice four days a week. So it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Do the emotions run as high behind the bench for Derek Dorsett, the coach, as they used to on the ice for Derek Dorsett, the player? It's funny. My wife says she can't believe how calm I stay on the bench, but uh, definitely, I, I, I think uh, you know I learned a lot over my career. I, I've, you know, I, I was a guy that early in my career that I'd always, you know, have something to say to the ref. But I, I've learned, you know, even when I was playing, you know, they're not going to change your mind. So I try to, you know, keep those, you know things that I learned through my career and push it on to, to a lot of the kids. Right. And, you know, I, for example, you know, there's, there's times where, you know, I, I pull kids aside and say, Hey, listen, we don't need big hits. You know, we're, we're winning. This is, you know, the time of game isn't, isn't the right time. And, uh, you know, it's just things that I I've learned through, through my career. And that's, that's, what's most rewarding about it is, is being to help these kids, uh, you know, get down to the, you know, the semifinal of the state and, and have a chance to, to still be, still have a chance to win the States. And uh, it's been a lot of fun for me. I, it's uh, sometimes I, 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 you know, I said to a, a friend of mine, I said, I, I, I get more nervous now coaching high school hockey than I did when I played. And, 
you know, I think it's just because I, I want, I want these kids to succeed and I want these, I see how much fun these kids have when they win. So uh, I put some pressure on myself to make sure that I'm at the top of my, my game and pushing them in the right way. That's for sure. And once the game starts, you have no control, right? I mean, you've got them prepared, but you can't go out there and play the game for them. So at that point, uh, you're, you're semi-helpless. Yeah, for sure. And that's that, you know, obviously when, you know, you, you get into the game, but you know, high school kids, emotions can go, you know, they can go up really quickly and they can go down really quickly. And that's one thing that I've tried to preach is just, you know, keep your emotions in check. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. And that's, that's what we talk about as in the NHL is, and especially in the playoffs, you know, there can be swings that, you know, in games where, you know, your emotions are going to go through the roof, but you got to keep them in balance. And, you know, you've watched some of the, 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 the high school games and, these kids, they score goals and it's, you know, they're, they're taunting the other team. And I'm just, I'm trying to keep them, Hey, let's, let's, let's not poke the bear and, and let's just go about our business, you know, score the goal, celebrate with your buddies and let's not poke the bear to make them want to, you know, come down even, even harder just because you're, you know, taunting them. So uh, it's been a lot of fun though. The kids are passionate and, and they've, they've done a lot for me. That's for sure. Boy, how you've changed from those early days in Syracuse. Just saying that yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Hey, so, and so I wanted you to talk about all those kids in that team because it is their weekend, and I know that's really important to them and to you. But I, I've got to ask you, you had a great NHL career, obviously. You know, you, you, play, you started with the Blue Jackets. You go on to New York, go on to Vancouver. How tough was it for you at the end of your career when it was basically the injuries that uh, decided how much longer you were going to be able to play? Yeah, it was tough. I mean, obviously, you know, right after it happened, I, I stayed around in Vancouver and, and got to stay around the team, and that was good. But you know, at the end of this end of that season, it was it was an emotional season. You know, the, the Twins were retiring, and you know, they did a couple nice things for me at, at at the retirement party, and at the end of the game, giving me the you know their game puck, and then at the team party, they gave me the you know the the last jersey they wore. And, you know, so it was, it was an emotional time and, you know, it, but at the same time, you know, I, I got to live out a dream that not many kids get to do. And uh, it was hard for me to, you know, the next season to, to, to get watching games. I had some opportunities to stay in hockey and it just wasn't the right time. It just, you know, um, just emotionally was, was spent from, you know, the rehab the year before and then, you know, getting hurt again, waking up in Philadelphia and not being able to lift my head off the pillow and, you know, just it, it was an emotional toll on my body and, and um, you know, getting back involved with the UA hockey has really helped me light that fire again, you know, and uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, staying in hockey and getting back into hockey and, and just trying to help kids, you know, try and live out their dream, whether it's, whether it's just, you know, playing at high school level and then moving on and going to college. And, you know, I know we have a couple of kids on our team that were going to take sports management and, you know, just giving them, you know, stories and just helping them out in any possible way that I can is, is kind of what I've kind of directed my, my, uh, my new goals and ambitions to. Well, just to hear you say that, it, that you had to separate yourself from the game is, uh, you know, it's even tough for me to hear because I know the passion that you played with for so many years. And, you know, if, if somebody says to me, give me a, be a great example of a guy that is a just a complete team guy I mean there's a couple of names that jumped to my uh, to the front of my mind right away and, and you're right there I mean you would do anything 
for your team. Uh, you know, if it was needing to score a big goal and getting into a dirty area to do it, you were there to do it. If you had to take on a guy like John Scott in a fight, then you were right there to do it. Um, when you look back at it now, and now that you've had some separation and, and you're getting that fire back, when you look back at it, how proud are you of what you were able to accomplish in this league, not only as a player, but as a person too? Yeah, obviously I'm, I'm really proud of it. I mean, I, I think, you know, I've, I've always been proud of what I've been able to accomplish and, you know, you know, stepping away from the game and it's not that I wasn't passionate about it. It was just, it, it took a, you know, emotional toll that I, I believe that I should still be playing and, you know, going to war with my, my buddies and my teammates and, and, and trying to win that ultimate goal of the, the Stanley cup, which, you know, I almost, we almost did in New York and, you know, I look back at time, you know, those times that it was just so much fun. And, um, you know, the time away from the game, I think it, it you know, helped, you know, we had, uh, you know, my wife had some uh, health complications with her heart and, you know, uh, things like that, that, you know, it was my turn to, you know, stay, stay away and, and, and help out around the house. And, you know, um, but I'm, I'm ready to get back into the game. I, I, I've got a passion for it. I'm, hungry to to win and uh you know i think uh you know i'm glad i took the 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 opportunity to coach help coach the ua team because it, it's really showed me that how much you know i i still care and and want to help kids develop and and uh you know, i think it's the best thing i did now there i had some good opportunities to to, to stay in hockey but it just wasn't the right time mentally you know you know i i look at it other athletes that go through it and, um, you know, it, it, it's a toll on your body. And it was a toll emotionally for me that it was just hard for me to, uh, to watch and, and, but I I'm, I'm over it and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad I took that time and hopefully, hopefully some opportunities will come and, and I'll be back in, uh, back in helping out whoever I can. Well, and how nice is it for you to be back here in Columbus? In making your home here in Columbus, where now uh, quite a few guys are starting to do that, quite frankly, and even guys on the team like Nick Foligno and Cam Atkinson. Uh, I know you you still talk with those kind of guys. Uh, you know Mark Latestu's back here now. Jody Shelley, of course, has been back here for a while. Um, just having that familiarity and that uh, you know, that connection of being either current or former Blue Jackets, and I know you still have a lot of passion for this team, the team that brought you into the NHL, and. Um, and I know you're still tooting the horn out there in the community, aren't you? Yeah, for sure. Obviously it's, it's great seeing all the guys back in town, you know, it's been, it's been different, obviously just in, in, in life in general with the pandemic, you know, but you know, my, my son was on Mark Latessi's daughter's team his his wife was the coach and, you know, so to see them at the rink and Nasher, you know, our Nasher's kid was on the team too. And, you know, uh, getting to see Bolo around and, you know, obviously we haven't been able to do it as much as we'd probably like to, just because the, you know, the quarantine and the, the, the pandemic and everyone, you know, but it's, it's great seeing, you know, I talk with Toots every once in a while, he's coaching a triple A team. And um, so it's, it's great that, you know, Columbus is a great city. It's, it's got a, it's a big city, but it's got a small town feel and um, everyone's welcoming and, um, you know, we, I set down some pretty good roots when, when I played here and, you know, I've always, always loved it here. So it's been, it's fun to be back and a, a Blue Jacket fan, that's for sure. And, um, you know, I'm hoping nothing but the best for them to, 
to carry on. That was, you know, a lot of fun when they beat Tampa in four and got to the second round. That was, uh, that was a lot of fun. The, the, you know, I played in a lot of rinks in the playoffs in Montreal and, you know, but Blue Jacket playoff games, those were a lot of fun. People standing the whole entire game and screaming and, it, you know, that that's one of the best environments. Uh, you know, I was fortunate enough. I got to play in a playoff game uh, the first year the Jackets made the playoffs and, you know, that, that atmosphere of that rink is just outstanding in the playoffs and uh, they got some good fans. So I hope every year that they can uh, get back there and I can be in the stands for sure. You know, if I'm coaching a youth team and I look out on the ice and I see the other team and I see the names Latestu, Dorset, and Nash on the ice, I might just walk off the bench. I mean, that's it's <laughs> not fair, man. Yeah, I did. That. No, I not not quite yet. Our kids are they're just out there having fun. They're still they're still young and they're uh, they're learning and it, you know they've uh, kids kids love being out on the ice and and, and you know hopefully next year that they'll be in the group where they got the goalies. And so you know, they're, they're still in the young age groups where uh, they're, they're still trying to figure it out too. So it's, but it's been fun to be able to watch and see all them around the rink. That's for sure. So you haven't been at that point where you're standing by the glass and somebody says, Hey, who tripped that kid? Oh, that was that Dorset kid. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think my, my oldest that's playing right now, I don't think I have to, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's not uh, as, uh, He's more of a defensive guy. He likes to stay back and, and be defensive. But uh, uh, my middle son, once he starts playing, I'll, I'm sure I'll get to some heckles from some of the parents because he's a, he's a little bit wild. Has he ha he has my side? That's for sure. Oh well, that's good. I, I might start going to the Chillers on weekends again and watching games. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll have to I'll have to watch from upstairs so I'd be in the corner or something. So I don't. But no, it, it's all fun and they, they have fun out there. So. Hey, now you mentioned all those guys that you talked to. You ever talked to Torts? You know, I, I, if I seen Torts around, I, I would, we'd chat. But I, you know, with this pandemic and not being able to go to games, and well, I guess we could probably start going. You know, try if we can get some tickets. You know, with the the, the fans back. But you know, seeing him in the tunnel, I definitely talk with him. But uh, I haven't, I've haven't run into him around the community yet. But. Uh, the times I do, we, we talk for sure. Yeah. I know you, that you watch the games and um, you know, right now I, I just had somebody yesterday say to me, you know, what's, what, what's going on with this team. And I, you know, they got a lot of talent. You look at them on paper, they got a lot of talent, but mm -hmm. it just doesn't seem like they, they mesh. There's, there's nights where it's just not all working together. Um, how many times were you on a team where there was something like that, where you knew you were good and, and you just couldn't, uh, maybe figure it out every single night and then you you drop back in the standings because of it yeah you know i think i think right now i think i think it, a lot of teams are struggling right now even just with the way that the league's been playing out and the the pandemic and the rules and it, it, it's not it, it wouldn't be easy on the players and and you know i think i think the blue jackets are one one thing you know one something in a game one blowout game where they chase a goalie out of the net or you know the big hit and someone sticks up for you know someone and and you know something that just is just clicks and then they're like okay you know we can do this you know and so I think they're I don't think they're far away like you said they got the talent and I, I think they just need some some puck luck to to you know like I said score a few big goals and get that confidence and Confidence is a weird thing. Once you, you know, 
been on teams where, you know, you're, you're right there. And then, you know, maybe you got a two, one lead and third period and it's five minutes left in the game and they score. And then you're like, Oh crap, here we go again. You know, and that, or if you don't score first in the game, you know, when you're in these kind of funks, if, if you're down one, nothing, the first five minutes of the game, and then it's like, Oh geez, here, here it comes again. You know, and you kind of just grip your stick a little tighter and, uh, you know, I think I think the Jackets, though, I think they're one one or two bounces away from, you know, really getting on a roll and and hopefully they can uh, do that here in the next game or two and and, and you know, roll roll three or four off and and get some you know confidence and get in that groove and, and get going from there. Yeah. And the core group here, they know that they can get on a streak. I mean, they've done it before. They've done it in each of the last three years. Heck, the one time they even won, what, 15, 16 games in a row. Uh, you, you know about that. You remember when we did that in Syracuse that time. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. That, and, and that's, and that was, you know, and the thing in Syracuse was that it was, that was a turning point. We had to win, like, I think we had to win like 18 of our last 22 or 21. And I think we went on, I think we went unbeaten in regulation for all of those. Like it was like, and, and it, it was like do or die. And I remember, Z Kanovka, he, you know, he got out this hammer and chisel before the game and said, whoever, you know, whoever, we're going to carve this into our stall. And everyone's like, what? You're not carving into the wood stall. Like, this is crazy, you know? And he carves 21 or something and someone's in the middle of the dressing room. And then after the game, when we won, then he said, okay, now you have to carve 20. He gave, I think, the, the chisel and hammer to Derek McKenzie and said, hey, you have to, you know, chisel this 20 into your I would stall. love to see Max face when and he was told Max, he had like, to do Max, that. Like, I'm not, I'm not chiseling it. So, so we, we all leave the rink and sure enough, we came back the next day and there was 20 chiseled in Max stall, but it wasn't Mac that chiseled. And then, you know, so next thing you know, we, you know, we had like, you know, almost, you know, three quarters of the stalls had, you know, the, the number chiseled in it and we rattled it off. And then we, you know, in the playoffs, we continued it and we ended up, you know, losing to the Marlies, uh, I think we were on our third goaltender. I think we had some goalie injuries then, and, but you know, it just takes one moment that to rally the team, and, and you can get on a on a good roll. And I think the Jackets are close to to doing that, and uh, you know, I hope I hope they do. Of all the years you played in the NHL, was there ever a team as fun as that Syracuse team you played on when it was you and Tom Sestito and John Morasti? And uh, who am I forgetting there? Who, Wasn't there four of you guys? Oh, Kanaka. Yeah, Kanaka. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You, yeah, you guys with your nasty boys t shirts that the team owner used to sell to pay for your fines. But yeah. uh, <laughs> was, yeah. was, there, was there ever a more fun team? Certainly, as a pro, there couldn't have been more of a, a strange group of individuals to have so much fun with. Could there be? No, it was, uh, it was definitely a year that was. Uh, it was eye opening, that's for sure. But you know, we knew everyone. You know, we were we were basically the bash brother. I mean, it was you know warm ups. We we had, we must have had five or six warm up brawls. Like I remember the one time, you know, we we were playing. Uh, is it Toronto Toronto farm team? Jay Harrison was on. Yeah, and yeah. and and it was like it was like an old school like him and Tom Cicito squared off in warm ups, and it was like we 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 circled around them and and it was like everyone was holding each other like arm to arm it was like no one go in no one go in and these guys just duked it out for like five six minutes 
And then they picked up their gloves and they skated off the ice. And that was probably the fourth or fifth episode that we had in warm-ups. So we get off the ice. Everyone just continued warming up and we get off the ice for warm-ups and and we go into the dressing room and they're like, well, they postponed the game until they get the video sent to the league office. And so we're sitting there for like 45 minutes in our gear in the dressing room, like what's going to happen here. So they, so they kick Tommy and Jay Harrison out of the game, obviously. And, and, uh, but we, we had, you know, five or six good I, I, that year. I think my salary, I, I made 45,000 bucks. And I think I paid like, 6,000 of it in, in fines. Like, you know, so I made, I ended up 39,000 bucks. I, I had to go home in the summer. My dad owned an oil field rental company and I was cleaning oil tanks in the summer because I spent all my summer money on, on fines, but you know, it was, uh, it was definitely a lot of fun. It was, uh, we, we had a great group of guys that would go to war for each other. And I remember there, we, there's so many stories. We'd, we'd have Royal rumbles in, in, in the dressing room. Like we'd be walking out for, for warmups and Alex Picard and Kanopka would, you know, he'd have them in the full Nelson in, in the locker room. It was just like, it was wild, but we, we had a lot of fun and, um, and those are some, some great memories. You could, you could honestly, we could sit down the, you know, a group of guys and write a book on that year. That's for sure. So um, You're right. those are, those are memories you'll never forget. You can write it down, and most people that are even listening to this won't even believe you. And no. it's all true. Every word yeah. of it is true. I, yeah, I can I testify. Yeah. Um, but, but just – and just think what that year did for you because after that, you got to the NHL, and, and you never went back to the American Hockey League. I mean, that really kind of – that kind of set you up. That was a springboard for you, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, I, I, it was. And, and, you know, it was, a, it was a year where, you know, I had to prove that I could, you know – play with the big boys and, and do what I did. And I think that year I had like 31 majors, you know, and, and a lot of, you know, I had some free fight nights and, and, you know, but, you know, Zenon Kanopka said to me early in the year, he said, you know, if, if you want to go up, if you want scouts to recognize you, you got to be on the score sheet every night, whether it's, a, you know, whether it's, you know, a, a boarding penalty or, or, you know, an assist or a fight, you, you got to be, you got to make sure you get recognized they're going to recognize something you did every, you know, every night and just be consistent. And, and you know, those are things that, you know, that I took to heart, like, Hey, I got, you know, I got to do whatever I can to get noticed by the blue jacket. So when my opportunity comes to go up and play, then I can show them my skill, my, you know, and that's one thing that I, I feel I did a good job of throughout my career is keeping, you know, being able to adapt in, in a, in a role. Okay. I'm getting a little, I'm getting a penalty killing chance. I got to be really good at the penalty kill. And, uh, you know, it, it helped me have the career that I had and just, you know, being able to, to adapt and, and keep progressing and getting better every year. And I think that's one of the things that I did is, is I got better every, every year. Cause you know, the, the hardest thing to do is make the NHL then the next hardest thing is to stay in the NHL. There's always someone hunting for your job and to, to, you know, do 10 years. And, 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 you know, there's always a younger kid that is your, you know, that can replace you, you know, and, and now in a, in a flat salary cap era, you know, there's, there's only so much money in there. And if a kid can do it for, do what you do for $800,000 and you're making a million dollars, chances are they're going to go and figure a way to go with the $800,000, you know, you know, kid. So you got to be able to, you know, figure out what's going to make you successful and what's going to let you stay in the league and 
how give you an upper hand on that other kid. So, um, you know, it, it, it was a lot of fun. It was a great journey. That's for sure. That's the thing I liked the most about watching you play when you got to the national hockey league, because I think for your entire tenure here that, that you did play like that. Like you played like there was somebody one step behind you. And, and quite honestly, most of the time there probably wasn't. And, mm. but you never took that edge away and you always played with it. And I, I think that's what really helped you to be successful in your career. Do you think so? Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, you know, you never want to, you know, just be satisfied with, you know, every year I always wanted to, you know, increase my points and increase my penalty killing time and, and, you know, helping other young kids, you know, along the way, you know, being a mentor to some of these younger kids to, to, to make them pros and, and be consistent. And that's the one thing that my dad always preached to me is just being consistent. And, and if you're not, you, you play an 82 game schedule, you're never going to be a hundred percent, you know, on any of those games. So if, if you're only at 70%, you got to find a way to, to mask it and, and do the right things, chip it out at the right time, chip it in at the right time and not, and, and limit your mistakes and just consistently play well enough that, that you don't get exposed. And, and that's what I, I truly believe is being a good pro is being consistent and consistencies, everything in an 82 game schedule. Well, just all of those things that you said about your own personal experience is what's making you a good coach. I'm very sure of that. And I tell you what, I loved watching Derek Dorsett, the player, and I very much enjoyed talking to Derek Dorsett, the coach. So thank you for doing this, my friend, and best of luck to you in Upper Arlington and find a way not only to get to that state championship game, but uh, bring it home to Columbus for the first time ever. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We, we're looking forward to it. Thanks for having me, buddy. All doesn't he sound so grown up now? Derek Dorsett, boy, how he has matured as a person. Uh, always a great player. and I, I love Derek Dorsett from the time that he came into Syracuse to play for the Crunch when they were affiliated with the Blue Jackets. Uh, loved him when he was here, and I was working with him as a player here. And then, of course, uh, on <clears throat> through the league and got a chance to catch up with him in Vancouver there a couple of seasons ago when he was injured. And he's the same guy. He's the same guy, but now you listen to what he says. You listen to the lessons that he's learned in hockey life and regular life. And as I said, he, he's grown up. It's it's really it's really fun to see. And I'm really happy for him because um, you can tell the passion that he has for what he's doing, how much he enjoys what he's doing with those kids. So we'll see if Upper Arlington is able to knock off St. Ed's and move to the championship game. Now, the four games that are going to be played at the Ice House this weekend – uh, you've got the semifinal games. You've got uh, Toledo St. Francis taking on Walsh Jesuit coming up at noon tomorrow. And then Upper Arlington's game is going to be at 3.30. And then the championship game will be on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. Normally, this is where I would say, hey, come come out and watch and have fun and support the kids and the whole nine yards. But uh, again, it's going to be limited capacity. Um, I guess you could stand outside the windows and look in if you wanted to at the ice house, but uh, I think it's going to be a great experience for all of these players that go through it. Again, it's not going to be what it normally is, not everything that it normally is, but it's still playing for a championship. So good luck to all four of the teams that are getting set to play this weekend. So again, it's a lick your wounds kind of day. If you're the blue jackets, uh, you just have to find a way to get over it and be ready to go tomorrow afternoon against the Dallas Stars. I told you before, 
you're struggling and this schedule doesn't get much easier. I don't care where Dallas is in the standings. The last time that the Blue Jackets played the Stars last weekend in Dallas, they got shut out in a big way. They got beaten in a big way. So, uh, you know, you, you can't take anything for granted where you are in the standings. You can't take anything for granted with the way that you're playing. You just got to come out. You've got to do your work and you've got to hope that that work is good enough to get you the two points. And hopefully Max Domi getting a couple of points and feeling good about himself. Patrick Line getting a couple of points and feeling good about himself till he got put on the bench. But you hope that that stuff carries over, not the benching part, the other stuff. You hope that it carries over. You start, they start, you hope they start building some confidence within themselves, especially Max. Let's be honest about it. All right. He needs to just get, as Torch would say, get out of his own way. Just relax, let it come to you, have fun, blah, 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 whatever you want to say. Whatever cliche you want, doesn't matter. But I, I just would like to see him start to perform like the player that he has been in the NHL prior to this, because this is not him. What you're seeing is not what he does. Some years he's put up really great numbers, some years not as great as those, but not this. Okay, so I hope that uh, that game at least helps him to springboard back into being himself. But we will see tomorrow afternoon, 5 o'clock start time at Nationwide Arena. Pre-game coverage starts at 4.30 tomorrow on both Fox Sports Ohio and on the Blue Jackets radio network. So thanks to Derek Dorsett for being with me here today. Thanks, for, thanks to you for tuning in to listen to our conversation and to get my thoughts on what was uh, seriously a debacle last night for the Blue Jackets. What else can you say? What else can you say? A lot of good things happened. Yeah, but you lost, right? I know you're going to say that to me. Let me tell you one last thing before I go. I know when it's a really frustrating game for you. First of all, I know because I feel it too. But I know when it's a really frustrating game for you when I already have three Monday mailbag questions as soon as the game ends on a Thursday. Like, couldn't wait. And are they... uh, I wonder, I haven't listened, I I haven't read them or listened to them or anything yet, but I I just wonder how many people didn't invoke the 24-hour rule. You know, I've talked about the 24-hour rule before, like when you're coaching kids, you try to have this 24-hour rule with the parents, like, you know, don't talk to me right after the game. Don't, don't talk to me when you're, when you're still hot, when you're still mad about what happened, about how I didn't play your kid or how I used them or didn't use them, whatever. Don't talk to me about it then when the emotions are running high 24 hours and then we can talk about whatever you want so i just wonder and i and i didn't check them and I, and I might go do it now because i'm very curious should the questions that i got for the monday mailbag should they have been subject to the 24-hour rule can't wait to find out and by the way if you want to get your question in anytime for the monday mailbag edition of cbj and 30 presented by Telhio credit union you can do that you can just go on Twitter. You find me there at Bobby Max Sports. Or if you'd like to record a voice memo on your phone, short video on your phone, you can email it to me, Bobby Mac, B-O-B-B-Y-M-A-C, at bluejackets.com. I look forward to it. I do. Like, I'm really looking forward to checking these questions because I, uh, my guess is at least one of them, probably two, but at least one of them, I think is going to be one that should have been flagged for the 24-hour rule. That's my guess. I'll go over it on Monday because you know me. I have no problem telling you when I'm right. So that's going to do it for today's edition 
of CBJ30, presented by Tell Ohio Credit Union. Until next time, I'm Bob McElligot saying so long.